Shalom, this is Rabbi Ben Newman. Today is day 592 of my daily Zohar reading. I'll be reading today part 2 of the Zohar, page 79a in English. Uh, this corresponds to page 425 of the Pritzker edition, Zohar, volume 4, translated by Professor Daniel Matt. I'm starting at the last paragraph, where it says, Rabbi Elazar. <clears throat> Rabbi Elazar said, Completeness of all, as is said, the great, mighty, and awesome God. Deuteronomy 10.17 What is awesome? As is said, Jacob was Ishtam, a simple man. Genesis 25.27 According to its translation, a complete man, completed by all. Similarly, all deeds of the Blessed Holy One are perfectly complete in utter fulfillment. Footnote 202 Awesome completeness of all. Awesome alludes to Tiferet, alludes to, to Tiferet, who balances and completes the polar opposites, Chesed and Gura. In the verse from Deuteronomy, the adjectives great, mighty, and awesome refer respectively to Chesed, also known as Gedula, Gevura, might, and Tiferet. Jacob, who symbolizes Tiferet, is called Ishtam, a simple man, which is rendered by Targum Unculus, Gvar Shalim. A complete man. Similarly, God's deeds generated through a balance of chesed and gvura are complete. It has been taught. Rabbi Yossi said, One day I was standing in the presence of Rabbi Yehuda Sava. I asked him, Concerning what is written, he was awestruck and said, How awesome is this place? Genesis twenty eight seventeen. What prompted him to say it was awesome? He replied, I, He saw completeness of holy faith appearing in that place as above, and where, wherever completeness appears is called awesome. I said to him, If so, then why is it translated awe and not complete? He replied, There is no awe except where completeness appears, as is written, Be of be in awe of Yudhevavhe, you his holy ones, for those in awe of him lack nothing. Psalm thirty four ten, as implied by what is said, lack nothing. Wherever nothing is lacking, completeness is found. It has been taught, who has been, who has gone up to heaven? Proverbs thirty four, Rabbi Yossi said, "This is Moses." As is written, Moses went up to Elohim. Exodus nineteen three, who has gathered the wind in the hollow of his hands? Proverb, Proverbs thirty four, this is Aaron. As is written, a double handful of fine aromatic incense. Leviticus sixteen twelve, who has wrapped up the waters in a garment? Proverbs. 34 again. This is Elijah, as is written, there will be no dew or rain these years except by my word. 1 Kings 17, 1. Footnote 203, Rabbi, Yevas, Rabbi Yehuda Sava, Rabbi Yehuda the Elder, this title appear, reappears in Zohar Part 1, 226b. Footnote 204, he was awestruck, Jacob's reaction upon waking from his revelatory dream. The verse concludes, this is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. Footnote 205, completeness of holy faith, awesome. Rabbi Yehuda Sava explains that Jacob perceived the completeness of the spherotic realm, holy faith, appearing in Tiferet, which balances right and left. This completeness characteristic of Tiferet is called awesome. 
Footnote 206, why is it translated ah? Targum Onkelos on this verse renders ma nola, how awesome, as ma dechilu, literally what ah. Rabbi Yossi wonders why the Aramaic translation does not read instead ma shalim, how complete, thereby conveying the inner meaning of Jacob's exclamation. He apparently has in mind Targum Onkelos's rendering of Ishtam, a simple man, as Gvar Shalim, a complete man, mentioned above note 202. Footnote 208, a double handful from the description of the atonement ritual performed by Aaron. Footnote 209, there will be no due, Elijah's oath to King Ahab. Back to the text. Who has established all the ends of the earth? Proverbs 34. This is Abraham, of whom is written, These are the generations of heaven and earth, Behibaram, when they were created. Genesis 2.4. Do not read Behibaram when they were created, but rather Be'avraham through Abraham. He taught this, and then he said, Who has gone up to heaven? Proverbs 34. This is the Blessed Holy One of whom is written, God has gone up with a shout of joy. Psalm 47.6. Who has gathered Ruach, the wind, in the hollow of his hand. Proverbs 34. This is the Blessed Holy One of whom is written, in whose hand is the soul of every living thing, and Ruach, the breath of all, all human flesh. Job 12.10. Who has wrapped up the waters in a garment? Proverb, Proverbs 34. This is the blessed Holy One of whom is written, He wraps up the waters in his thick clouds. Job 26.8. Who has established all the ends of the earth? Proverbs 34. This is the blessed Holy One of whom is written, On the day that Yudevave Elohim made earth and heaven. Genesis 2.4. So basically, this second interpretation is not that it refers to the, these specific ancestors, but all of these parts from this uh, section from Proverbs 34 are referring to God. Back to the text. I'm trying to remember where I was. Back up to the text. Who has wrapped up the waters in a garment? Proverbs 34. This is the Blessed Holy One of whom is written. He wraps up the waters in his thick clouds. Job 26.8. Who has established all the ends of the earth? Proverbs 34. This is the Blessed Holy One of whom is written. On that day, on the day that Yudev of Elohim made earth and heaven. Genesis 2.4. He said further, who has gone up to heaven? Proverbs 34. These are four bonds of the world. Fire, air, water, and dust. Rabbi Yesa said, it seems that Rabbi Yossi's words are unsustainable. Footnote 214, who has gone up to heaven for bonds of the world. According to Rabbi Yossi, this verse refers to the four elements, fire, air, water, and earth. The verse reads, who has gone up to heaven and come down, who has gathered the wind in the hollow of his hands, who has wrapped up the waters in a garment, who has established all the ends of the earth. The phrase who has gone up to heaven alludes to fire, while wind, waters, and air indicate the other three elements. The theory of the four elements was introduced by Empedocles and adopted by Plato, Aristotle, and most of their successors. It dominated Western cosmology until the Renaissance. According to this theory, everything below the sphere of the moon is composed of fire, air, water, and earth, all of which interact and are capable of transforming into one another. In the Zohar, water, fire, air, and earth often symbolize the four sphirot, chesed, gvurah, tiferet, and shekhinah. Footnote. 215. Rabbi Yossi's words are unsustainable. His three different interpretations seem incompatible.
When these words reached Rabbi Shimon, he placed his hand, hands on Rabbi Yossi's head and blessed him, saying, You have spoken well, so it is. Then he asked him, How do you know this? He replied, So I learned from my father, who spoke in the name of Rav Hamnunasava. Footnote 217, Rav Hamnunasava. Historically, Rav Hamnunasava, the elder, was a mid-3rd century Babylonian teacher, but in the Zohar he has a contemporary of Rabbi Shimon, son of Yochai, who lived in the 2nd century. In the Talmud, Rav Hamnuna occasionally transmits teachings of Rabbi Shimon, and several prayers are attributed to him. In the Zohar, roles are reversed, and Rabbi Shimon cites Rav, ha- cites Rav Hamnuna. Throughout the Zohar, Hamnuna is greatly revered, and several original ritual acts are attributed to him. The book of Rav Hamnuna Sava is cited frequently. So it's interesting because uh, earlier um, on page 426, it says I was standing in the presence of uh, Rabbi Yehuda Sava, and now it seems like maybe it's Rav Yesa Sava. So perhaps this is the case in which the version that Professor Matt has chosen might because it would seem uh, that it matches uh, Yesasava later. Uh, it seems that it's actually Yesasava and Yossi we're talking, but maybe Yehuda comes back. Let's see. Um, so, uh, back to the text, page 428. He replied, So I learned from my father who spoke in the name of Ravham Nunasava. One day Rabbi Shimon was sitting at the gate of Sephoris. Rabbi Yesa said to him, Concerning what Rabbi Yossi said, Who has gone up to heaven and come down? Proverbs 34. Once he said, This is Moses. Then he said, This is the Blessed Holy One. Then he said, These are four bonds, fire, air, water, and dust. Yet I saw that my master blessed him. Footnote 218. Concerning what Rabbi Yossi said, again, Rabbi Yesa points out the incompatibility of Rabbi Yossi's three interpretations of the verse in Proverbs. He replied, surely he spoke well, and so it is. All is one entity. All those words fulfilled in the Blessed Holy One. All evenly balanced. Footnote 219, all those words fulfilled in the Blessed Holy One. All of Rabbi Yossi's interpretations pertain to the divine realm. First, above at notes 207 to 210, he applied the verse to various biblical heroes who correspond to specific sefirot. Moses to Tiferet, Aaron and Abraham to Chesed, Elijah to Yesod, then, above at notes 211 to 213, he applied the verse directly to God. Finally, he applied the verse to the four elements, which correspond to specific sefirot. Back to the text. Rabbi Yesa was excited by Rabbi Shimon's words and said, So it is. Look, another time I heard from my master, these are the generations of heaven and earth, Behibaram, when they were created. Genesis 2.4, do not read Behibaram, when they were created, but rather Be'avraham, through Abraham. As is written, I declare, the world is built on love, but all is fine. Footnote 2.20, Rabbi Yesa was excited. He recalls that previously, Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon... taught him the deeper meaning of the verse in Genesis, applying it to Abraham and linking it to the verse in Psalms. Abraham symbolizes chesed, and both verses imply that the world is based on this divine quality. The declaration in Psalms, Olam chesed yibaneh, is usually understood to mean forever is love established. But here, Rabbi Yesa, quoting Rabbi Shimon, offers a twist, sorry, offers a midrashic reading with a Kabbalistic twist. The world is built on love, namely on the sefirah of chesed. 
Rabbi Yesus' concluding words, but all is fine, apparently mean that he now understands how all of Rabbi Yossi's words cohere and pertain to the divine realm. See the preceding note. Back to the text. What does the end of the verse indicate? What is his name and what is his son's name if you know it? Proverb, Proverbs 34. What is his name? Granted. But what is his son's name? What does this mean? He replied, Mystery of the matter I have already taught to my son, Rabbi Eleazar. He said to him, Please tell me, Master, for in a dream I asked you about this, and you told me, but I forgot it. If I tell you, will you remember? He replied, Certainly, for today I will repeat it. He said, Mystery of the matter corresponds to what is written, My son, my firstborn, is Israel. Exodus 4.22 And Israel, in whom I glory. Isaiah 49.3 This inheres in supernal mystery, and thus is called his son. Proverb Proverbs 34, and there's our statement against Christianity. Um, the Son of God is Israel, not Jesus, at least according to the Zohar and many, many, many other Jewish thinkers. Um, so this in here is in supernal mystery, and this thus is called his son. He said, let my master's mind be at rest, for I already know this secret. Meanwhile, Rabbi Yesa could not remember. He became distraught and went home and slept. In a dream, he was shown a book of Agadah in which was written Chochman Tiferet in his sanctuary. He awoke and went to Rabbi Shimon, kissed his hands and said, This is what I saw in a dream. Another time I saw a book of Agadah displayed before me in which was written Chochma above Tiferet below in his sanctuary next to them. And so I found it on my lips. Let's look at some footnotes. Footnote 221, what is his name? Granted, Rabbi Yesu realized that his, realizes that his name refers to the divine name, but how is one to interpret what is his son's name? Footnote 222, I will repeat it. Ahadarna, following the manuscripts 02 and 017, other manuscripts Y and the pr printed editions read Adkarna, I remember, perhaps referring to Rabbi Yesu's recall, recall of Rabbi Shimon's teaching of Bihibaram, when they were created. Footnote 223, My son, my firstborn, is Israel. The son is Tiferet Yisrael, beauty of Israel, son of Chochmah. The verse in Isaiah reads, You are my servant, Israel, in whom itpa'ar, I glory. This final word alludes to its cognate noun, Tiferet. Thus the verse in Proverbs refers to his name, the name of Chochmah, and his son's name, the name of Tiferet. Footnote 224, Chochmanti Philet in his sanctuary, a variation on Psalms 96, 6, O's, Might, and Tiferet in his sanctuary. The two lines seen by Rabbi Yesa match Rabbi Shimon's interpretation of the verse in Proverbs, Chochmah above and his son Tiferet below, illumine or flow into Shekhinah, his sanctuary, who dwells next to them. Rabbi Yesa's closing words, and so I found it on my lips, mean that when he awoke, he found himself uttering the line that he had seen in his dream. On this phenomenon, see Brachot 55b in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. If one rises early and a verse falls into his mouth, this is a minor prophecy. That's it for today's reading. Catch you tomorrow. Take care.